Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts... Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks? Yeah, well, she's uh, very good, the young woman who, uh, who introduces us. <clears throat> she's very good. She is very good. <clears throat> she's nice. She's a professional. She's nice looking. She's a pretty girl. Oh, that's nice. Hot. Well, <laughs> I don't know what's hot, what's lukewarm. <laughs> Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. I am Tom Zappler with my compadre, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Happy birthday. I, I, don't you, start. I'm not. Just happy birthday. We, All right, thanks. we won't tell people that you were a roommate with Cobb, but happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, before we bring in our first, by the way, let me just introduce everyone. Yes. Charlie Perino from JRI Cards is going to be with us for about five or six minutes. And then the, the man, the, the star, he doesn't have a hat on today. Charlie's a star, too. I know. Charlie is a star, but I mean, you know, Derek is like. <laughs> Superstar. Derek's, uh, Derek Grady from Heritage is going to join us for the remaining show. But first, our headlines. Ready for this one, Rick? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Fisk home run ball to display at Fenway as shares go on offer. Carlton Fisk's famous World Series game-winning home run ball is going home at least temporarily. The ball belted off the left field foul pole at Fenway Park in the 12th inning of Game 6 of the 75 World Series gave the Red Sox a dramatic, I repeat, a dramatic win over the eventual World Series champion Cincinnati Reds. Picked up by left fielder George Foster, the ball eventually made its way into the hobby, and on June 21st and 22nd, it's, which is already, uh, you know, passed, it was on display at Fenway Park, just steps from the spot where it clanked off what is now known as the fist pole. Why is it there? Because the display is a promotion between the Red Sox with the fractional shares platform collectible, which they're going to offer shares of ownership of the ball for five bucks each. Get out of here. You can buy shares to own the count and fist ball. That's a good deal. That's a very good deal. Well, you don't know that. How, no, I know. I know it. Because, I, I'm just uh, telling uh, you. Th that ball, think about it. Even if the rest of the country, the collectors, man, uh, you know, not interested. Boston, the Boston collectors, people, you know. Oh, in New they'll England, buy into it. I mean, I would think. Absolutely. A ton of people. So, anyways, for more information, you can go to our good friend, Rich Miller, and the staff at Sports Collectors Daily. Okay, let's bring Charlie Boy. Charlie Perino from JRI Cars. Charles, how are you? Hey, Charlie. I'm doing great, but listen, are they going to put the Bucky Dent ball next oh, to that what do you, you know, What do you got to start for? Why do you have to start? Bucky Dent ball. Just, I thought that was a historic Fenway ball. Also. Yeah, it is a historic Fenway ball. They should have blown that ball up. Yeah, they, uh, well, they if should New, have melted it. A New York, uh, New York collector would pay, I would think, pretty good. I wonder where that ball is. Now I got to research. Now you give me some more work to do. Well, that was the net. It went in the net. They didn't have the seats there at the time. And uh, 
the uh, one of the staff uh, grounds crew would go up. Oh, yeah, and, and retrieve and it. Retrieve all the balls that were up there. So he had. He probably has it. He you weren't. Uh, you that was seventy eight. Yeah, I you was, had already I left. Was, I was you had a, you had already. Can't blame me, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but guess what? When Fisk, where were you in the dugout when Fisk hit the home run? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 right, right. I was in the dugout. Yeah, we went nuts. You know, I almost hit my head on the dugout. <laughs> it was was that's so exciting. You know, there's nothing like walk offs. There really are exciting. But you know yeah, something. The most exciting thing. You know who never gets credit, Charlie? Not to digress real quickly. You know I mean, who never doesn't get enough credit for that game? Bernie Cabo. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well. If, if oh, Cabo, he, right. He tied it up. Right. I was on first base when Cabo hit that. Home run, and it, uh, yeah, that was... He doesn't tie it up. it up. There is no Fisk home no, run. Right. Right? So, yeah. But anyways, that was a great night. I was living in Maine at the time, teaching school. You're kidding. Jumping up and down. Jumping up and down. <clears throat> yeah. Unbelievable. All right, Charles, let's, uh, let's talk about... First of all, how's the weather in Florida? Is it a little hot and humid? It's like a wet sock down here, Tom, honestly. <laughs> it, it's, it's humid, it's hot, but it's nice. It's, you, know, you get a nice breeze at nighttime when the sun goes down. It cools down to like 90 and then you just get used to it after a while. <laughs> I just got to make sure my wax packs don't melt. We got the down here. It's like an igloo in this place down here. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, you know, there's so much about JRI cards, again, that people always want to, you know, explain the different break concepts that you feature. How does the membership work? Just get into the different yeah, concepts of JRI. unsearched and sealed packs, all from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, mostly we dominate in that vintage area. Speaking of Carlton Fisk, we have a 72 pack up there with potentially may have his rookie card, which is a great card for a collector if we pull it. And of course, all our uh, cards are packed fresh coming out of these packs. I mean, they're all here. They're all graded already. Untouched, they're time capsules. And we offer uh, spots in these packs. One, some people buy the whole pack. Some people buy two or three. And we try to pull, really, the more I think about it, I'm getting kind of used to it, but we're really pulling out Beautiful cards, no dog ears. Uh, the centering we can't control or print effects, but these are touched for the first time by me for about eight seconds, and then right to the customer, or we send it to PSA and complimentary graded. Yeah, very, yeah. very, very cool. That's Chal- exciting. No, it is. Uh, really, I mean, the way is. his cards up. You know, you you weren't with me when we would. No, Joe Marino was. But when you come over to the East Coast to see us, seriously, we got to go down to his place. It's very oh, impressive. absolutely, very absolutely. impressive. But yeah, uh, I want to ask. Uh, Charlie, what is hit random? Uh, hit random. Hit randoms. I mean, we we do packs, wax packs, cellos, boxes, but hit randoms are a little different product. It'll just be basically a, maybe a whole pack versus a spot in that pack, and some graded cards, and we throw some cheerleader cards in there, some cards from 1940, uh, Mudo scope cards. Uh, they're really nice things to do. Gives gives a collector like a grab bag type of. Yeah. The hit is the big hit. It could be the it's the entire pack. And from there, we just uh, divvy it down to maybe five spots, seven spots. And you guys, you do like charity breaks, things like that too, right? Oh, yeah. Independence for Veterans. Independence for Veterans is our charity run by Stacia McDonough. Her uh, husband passed away. He was a a, a vet. And we have a whole charity break uh, break section on our site where a portion of that proceeds go directly to the Independence for Veterans. That's for the homeless vets, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard. That's what... Oh, that, your buddy does that, right? Uh, yeah, but I'm a vet, buddy. Well, you're not a vet. You're you, in the uh, Cub Scouts. No, I'm a vet. I'm a, I'm a legitimate vet. What the hell were you vet. in? Huh? I was in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Were you really? Yeah, the reserves. Civil War? 
<laughs> See, Charlie, have a Civil War pack. I'm going to look. There we go. Oh, look, all right. There what a lead go. into that. Now you know Grady. Uh, Grady's coming on. Grady was uh, he was in the Brownies. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> for the love of God, no. I, now I know today I can join whatever I want to join, boys or girls. I can do anything I that's want. That's a to. good point. All right, Charlie. Your website address is jricards.com, and we're going to be at the National. We have a big giveaway uh, right now. If you make any purchase, we're giving away an entire pack from 1967. Uh, Willie Mays and McCovey on top. You get the whole pack. Love it. First. Lou Alcinder for second place, uh, hey, his rookie Lou, card. I played in third against. place. Why not throw a dash of the Mickey Mantle? The there we go. Very cool. A nice giveaway. Yep. Nice stuff, Charlie. We're going to keep ripping and trying those gem mint cards out there. So what? Yeah. Well, these packs. Uh, uh, listen, we're going to see you at the national, and uh, yeah. JM is going to be going around with a little camera guy. We're going to be doing little interviews with all of our great sponsors. So we look uh, forward. Look forward to seeing you, pal. Yes. You got it, guys. Take care. Bring, bring me a hat. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I want one yeah, of your gonna, hats. We're going to give him a T-shirt. Charlie yeah, Perry. Yeah, Charlie. I saw right. you a t-shirt, Rigo. I gotta send you one. You I'll send you guys some t-shirts. Send me, yeah, breaking? extra large. All extra right, Charlie. Large. Tom, double extra large. Tom, 3X. <laughs> hey, I'm an extra large. Thank I'll you, Charlie. Wear. There you go. <laughs> Take care. I'll send you guys up some. Take care. Yeah. All right. Yep. Grady's in the Derek. Yeah, sir. You look actually pretty good today. You like you're dressed. You know, I just it's feel home. like I cleaned up a little bit today. I'm actually at, at my home office here. Um, the lighting might not be the best, you know. I don't have. Well, a, you do look a, a little pale. He looks a little pale. He does look a little pale. Well, that's because of the lighting. Yes, yeah, I lighting. mean, I can't look. Look, think you're walking dead. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie, I'm just kidding. That's okay. Uh, I want to know one that's thing. Okay. Can I? Is it all right if I ask him that question? Ask Derek whatever you want. What the hell's a Russian Nobel Prize? Oh, auction? you didn't hear about this. See, that's why. Okay. okay. No, so hold on. Hold on, Derek. Wait, yeah, if, yeah, if you geez. if you okay, read. Yeah. If let, you let took him. the time, I do. I did. No, this no, was I all over the news. I was there. Go ahead, go ahead, Derek. No, honestly, we um. Okay, let me let me get a little bit more color in my face here. Maybe does that <laughs> help? No. Yeah, no, you're probably right. not. The shadow. Okay, I look like The Walking Dead, and that's fine. That's a popular show. Um, <laughs> so we had the honor of, you know, the Nobel Peace Prize uh, winner, a uh, Russian journalist, I believe. Um, he consigned his his medal, um, mm. all for charity, and Heritage gave the buyer's premium, no seller's fee, to charity, and it went for over $100 million to support um, the refugees, the kids, the displaced kids from the war, from Putin's aggression. So yeah. so basically oh, then, wow. isn't that unbelievable? Raised That's over $100 million, uh, you know, one bidder, and, and, you know, the money went to UNICEF, so it's distributed the right way. Yeah. So I've got to ask you this you know, question. Let me ask you this question. Where's this guy living now? He's certainly not living in Russia. <clears throat> you know, I'm not sure. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm in sports. So I was kind of, I was paying attention to, I knew we had it going on. It was in New York City. But there's something about New York City traffic that no matter when I leave, um, I might as well just be stuck for three hours, even though it's like an hour drive for me. Yeah, so it doesn't matter when it is. Dodging I was the stuck in two accidents yesterday. I left the White Plains area, oh, maybe a little bit further past, and that should have been like an hour and a half, and it was three hours. There's always accidents. There's always something always, going on. Always. New York City and me don't get along that well. So. Yeah, but hold on. But, no, it was great. Yeah, but Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but when – I saw it. I, I thought it was a, a newspaper article or a CNN or a Fox. You were the guy they were interviewing, right? Or you were the guy that they were quoting? Or did I dream Me? that? 
Oh, maybe it was sports. You must have. No, that. maybe it was sports. You think heritage? No, heritage isn't going to allow me to out overstep my boundaries in sports. I saw. I don't think they're going to trust me on camera. Did, I'm, I'm shocked I can even do this. Did, did you do? You, did you, you don't know what I'm going to say. Like, mean, that's you know, a good I, point. Like, but did you? you know, they're not going to put me on a stage like that. Did you do something with Sports Collectors Daily on that on that story? Uh, Pro might have. Provenzel. I don't know. I did not. Really, I, I I could have swore they said Derek Grady, but maybe pro. Oh, maybe they did. Hey, look, people mimic, you know, try and be me. <laughs> so yep. you know, so they just say when in doubt, hey, it's Derek Grady. You know, that's oh, what happens God. when you get famous. All right, <laughs> listen, let's talk about the results of the last auction before we go forward. Were you guys happy with the last auction? Okay, and which auction was that, sir? I, I can't remember. We had a showcase auction. You know, generally we're we're happy because we we reach everybody and the market speaks. I mean, I feel like you know we have our July auction that literally just launched a couple hours ago that closes the twenty first to twenty third. Uh, it's cards and tickets only. Okay, so you have a plethora of great items in there: fifty one Bowman Mantle and an eight. You know, a dice game Mantle, a Lajeway and an eight. Just Napoleon Lajeway, thirty three Gaudi, and we just have so many. You know, biggest uh, a 68 3D Clemente and a 10. You know, a oh. bunch of great tickets. Tickets have really taken off. So, you know, we've had to dedicate a section for that. Um, just lots of goodies. The same the same thing you can expect from Heritage. Yeah. And the yeah. oh, and the and also the biggest Muhammad Ali collection. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, did that, that come is from, who did that come from? One, one consigner. One consigner. He's been doing it for 30 years. Just putting away every Muhammad Ali different item imaginable. So that is, you know, the the last day of the auction, and it's going to be it's incredible. It is the best. All the fight posters, fight worn stuff, his Muslim prayer cap that's photo matched. I mean, there's that's something in there for everybody. Well, you but my, it's uh, a single owner, single owner collection. Were yes. you an Ali fan, a boxing fan? Not at first. Not at first. There was like most people, uh, you know, he was very outgoing, <laughs> to say the least. And then, uh, then I really uh, became, you know, uh, uh, one of one a of fan. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he was uh, a good fighter. Marciano, of course, being Italian American and all that, and we kind of looked up to him. But then Ali was, uh, you know, had just become great. You know, when Ali, uh, uh, when the first Ali Frazier fight, I was a, se- I was a, was I a senior in college? I think I was. It was f- maybe a junior in college. And I was going to school in Maine, and they were having it on closed circuit TV at the Portland Expo, mm. Portland, Maine. Wow. Yeah. So, of course, I was a, you know, 19, 18, 19 year old kid, didn't have any money. So I had a leather jacket. Do you have hair? I had a leather jacket that I sold so I could buy a ticket with yeah, my wow. buddies to the fight. Yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. So listen, I sold the jacket what? for 25 bucks. Why? Because I wanted to buy a ticket oh, oh, to the oh, fight. Oh, okay, yeah. No, so no, I, I sold the ticket for 25 bucks, and we go to the fight, and we're all sitting there. Damned if it was the only place in the country where the closed circuit TV broke down oh. the camera. Jeez, and they gave us yeah, they, they gave us our money back. I got my my <laughs> money back for the ticket, but I lost my jacket. Yeah, that's too bad. I, I was very very irritated. Sure, that night. a nineteen year old kid. Uh, Are you kidding? In Maine, yep. Yeah. 
But uh, do you have, does he have any, seriously, uh, punching bags? Do you got any punching bags that he would usually use? I didn't see every, I am telling you that there is everything in that auction. Mm, yeah. Go through it. There are a ton of most Muhammad Ali items. And myself as a collector, when I first got into it and I could afford to buy some autographed 16 by 20s, one of the, you know, I would buy iconic so like Bobby Orr flying through the air, okay? Yeah. Even though that's not my team, I would buy iconic photos. So the photo of Ali over Liston, I bought that sign. That's a great, that's a great And picture. so, but He's I've also him. then come to enjoy. So I I do have a few boxing game use things like a Sugar Ray Robertson Robinson robe, a couple of things like that. But I Ali just goes for a lot of money and I haven't put, I mean, his stuff just goes for... <laughs> really a lot in his fight worn stuff that's authentic um but the fight posters are to die for i love the fight posters sure. some of those yeah awesome they're, they're nice. fight posters yeah you know so i i collect those by the way uh did you get uh, my action shot against uh <laughs> <laughs> which one in the 67 series when i struck struck out four times in a row against bob Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> That was very quick if you didn't get. But oh, uh, man, maybe I shouldn't wear your jersey the next time I oh, hey, oh. No, no, but on the other side of the coin, you hit two home runs in the 75 series. 67. Oh, 67. That's Memories. Right. No, uh, that's, that's okay. Right. That's, that's No, what game was play. that? What game was that? That was game 6. All right, so game 6 he hit two home no, runs. No, but any, uh, yeah, I mean it's a, but uh, you got him into game 7. Muhammad Ali was uh, he, he was really something else. That's when boxing, especially heavyweight boxing, was really the best. It was uh, oh, absolutely. Top. Now yeah. I can't even name them. Uh, I yeah. know it's the crazy. Hey, hey, Derek. Yeah, I don't even know. Let's talk yeah. about your personal collection. Can you throw out some of the other stuff? I mean, do you have an extensive collection of just about like all you know genres of, of sports, or do you have it narrowed? You know, so because I'm a card expert, obviously, and I have. Um, graded professionally for years, and that's the main thing I do at Heritage with my team. I see cards in my sleep because that's all I do. So I started collecting memorabilia about a dozen years ago. Okay. So I have a lot of significant game worn jerseys, game used bats. I did start to collect, and I didn't do it early enough, but I started probably five years ago buying signed rookie cards so I could have the card. And, you know, a sit, you know, and an autograph. So kill two birds with one stone. So I've got some great signed cards. I wish I would have a, a signed Jackie and a signed Mantle, but I have all the mazes, all the errands, everybody's rookie. I think I even have a Rico Petroselli signed rookie card. That's hey, the yeah. highlight. Really? Um, you know, but honestly, I have a lot of game worn. So, you know, the best things, if you're asking is I have a Johnny Unitas game worn jersey, Very cool. a Hank Aaron, a Willie Mays, a Roberto Clemente. Just to name a few, uh, you know, a couple hundred game worn jerseys. So, I, I wonder. Uh, how, go ahead. No, sorry. And I have a Rico jersey. Oh, my oh I God. know that. 1971 Please. Rico. That's right. Spaghetti on. Spaghetti All right, listen, sauce. we're going to take a break. We come back. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with Derek, a lot to talk about. Um, so we're going to get into some really funky stuff. Funky? Funky stuff. What does uh -oh. that mean? No, no, just because he's, he's game for rated No. Hang oh. in there. We'll be right oh. back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. 
Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Hi, everyone. This is Rico Petroselli. If you want to own a piece of sports history at an affordable price, take a look at the magnificent highest resolution prints of famed artist James Ferentino. Check out the link here on the screen, and you'll be amazed at renderings of some of the greats like Clemente, Ruth, Brady, Jordan, and some of the greatest athletes to ever grace the sports landscape. The very affordable limited editions capture every shade of the original work. And yes, they're individually signed by James. 
Prices for these art gems range between $200 and $400 and will look spectacular in your office or collectibles room. Typically, a James original sells for five figures, but you can purchase one of his affordable reproductions now and cherish it forever. Go to jamesfiorentino.com forward slash store and purchase your personal work of art. James Ferrentino, in our opinion, is the greatest sports artist on the planet. He answered the tough questions. <laughs> on that with Richard Petroselli. <laughs> Richard Petroselli, <laughs> on deck with Richard Petrus. <laughs> That's a new one. That's good. Uh, All right, it is time for our segment. On de- <laughs> look at Grady. He looks like he's. Are you okay? No, it's you. Well, let me guess. It's the. It's the. Uh, it's, no, he looks good. All right, it's time for our segment. Oh, thank on, you. On deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to Robert. EdwardAuctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. This week's question, and by the way, when you send the question in and we pick it, you get to win an official Great American Collectibles t-shirt, which by the way, we will have one for our good friend Derek in a triple X when we see him at the National. Extra large. By the way, I have one and I literally wore it for the first time the other day. Did you really? Out, wow, out. I wore it out. I got a, I got an Osea bowl. And you've ever had one of those? <laughs> oh, before? I love they're them. They're really healthy. They're very healthy. Love them. Oh, they're to die for. I'm probably going to get one later today. But anyway, I wore it around. I went to the grocery well, store. I went and to the I pharmacy. appreciate. And by the way, you've embarrassed me personally, so that we will. Oh, for give, for your giveaways. Yes. So we at the you national. You were giving away forty two cents. I no. Okay? Listen, it was the thought. It was the thought behind yeah, the giveaway. Right. Right. Oh, they were terrible. Giveaway <laughs> right, so t-shirts. We are going to be giving away a bunch of yeah, Great American Collectibles nice. t-shirts as well as some wonderful 8 by 11 Sign Rico pictures, photographs. Yes. And yeah, I need a personalized. Hey, by the way, I need a personalized one from Rico. I'll problem. take one from you too, Tom. Well, care, uh, no, uh, we also with, we with also the goatee or without. No, we're also going to be giving away some sign. The goatee, he looks scary. We're gonna, He's not allowed within school twenty feet of a school without it. Thank so you. he definitely needs see, to have the goatee. See, and we're also going to be giving <laughs> away does. on stage some of our, our creepy. Uh, a uh, new uh, book. Books, yeah. Uh, yeah. A new release book. Yeah, like we'll be the, giving a couple of those I'd away. I'd like to so. get one of those books. Uh... Yeah, see? All right. Yeah, money. Yeah. Here's our question. <laughs> this question was submitted by a Tony Palmentieri. I wonder if there's any relation to Chaz Palmentieri. Might be. Rico, this is a good question, Rico. Rico, what kind of effect did Tony see being hit on that 67 team have on the team for the rest of the year. What kind of an effect did him getting hit have on the team the rest of the year? Did it give them incentive? incentive? Yeah. T- tell, tell us. Yeah, it was that. absolutely. Um, yeah, I was on deck when he got hit right below the eye here and broke his jaw and then his face I, I remember. Up. Have you ever seen that picture, Derek, of, of Tony after he got hit and what his eye looked like, Tony C? I mean, it's oh, an, yeah, of it's, course. It's an iconic picture. Well, anyway, we... Yeah. we uh, yeah, we were so PO'd, uh, I was the next batter. And I, I was trying to hit the ball up the middle to hit the pitcher. And I hit, <laughs> I, I hit a ball to right center field for a triple. 
I didn't realize a that. Triple, man. And but I got up, you know, I slid in there and I got up. I wanted to. Uh, and did everybody feel the out. same way? Yeah, everybody was mad, very oh, angry. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> and then we learned later, real later, actually in recent years, that the pitcher told one of his teammates, and this is the guy that came out with He's it. passed away since, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that he, the day before, he said he was going to throw at him. What? That's right. That's right. Oh. Yeah. And, really? uh, you know, a lot of times he'll do that and, of course, not hit the guy, even trying to hit him. Wow. But this was really sad. And, uh, but it gave us tremendous incentive. And Tony, Tony, when he was out of the hospital and, okay, you know, I don't know, months later, towards the end of the season, he, he was sat on the bench. And, uh, you know, it was tough, tough for him not to be involved, but he gave us tremendous uh, incentive to go, you know, go play hard every single game. Now, one thing that did help the team that year was Hawk Harrelson. Ken Harrelson Kenny, came in. Kenny Harrelson came in yeah. and at, for a year and a half and filled in pretty well. Yeah, he, he, <clears throat> he did a good job. Uh, Kenny, right field, uh, played right field. We were... We were uh, when the ball went out to right field. Everybody uh, <coughs> just uh, <laughs> looked the other way. Like <laughs> well, he had, he was had a good bat. Yeah, yeah, he got a lot of a lot of uh, home runs in, in the World Series too. The next year he had he had big year, but yeah, that was gave us incentive, and it's really tough. I've seen. I mean, I've been hitting the head. I've seen other guys from our teams get hit, and. Uh, you know, you, well, you know, first thing else. is you get really angry. You want to, you want to from a per, from a personal perspective too. I mean, you and Tony were very, very, yeah, very we're close, close friends, very and, close. Uh, but uh, you know, Derek, see, if you and I were in the North End, walking down the street, this is how the girls would react to you and I walking down the street together. The way they used to react to Rica, North End, North End is the, the Italian, Italian section of, of Boston. How uh, they used to you hang. Think so? They used to hang out the Please? window, yelling at oh, Rico, Rico oh, and yeah, Tony. Rico, Tony, hey, right? Oh God, yeah, yeah, they can hardly speak any English. <laughs> hey, my take. We said, hey, he has my only fan up there. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to talk to you about. Uh, you mentioned grading. Take us behind the curtain on on how is. A, a card graded, Derek. And all kidding aside, I know that you've talked about it, but you are considered one of the best, if not the best, card grader in the country. Or you're right up there. What are the little nuances that you look for in, in, a, you know, in, in a grade? So I get that question a lot. And I didn't manage a grading room ever with more than, say, <clears throat> eight graders in it. And it has been now with the explosion that i'm told the grading companies let's you know psa is you know 75 graders or something like that it is tough to herd cats so i don't know how i would do it you know managing that many people other than having certain team leaders because what you want to do like right now we're going through the tightest you can talk to anybody that's on your show and ask them that submits cards this is the tightest period we've ever gone through in grading. There are eights that come out today that look better than nines. It's a fact, and you can see it with your own eyes. And you've seen this, Tom. You've seen as a collector that you can find a T206 and a five, and you can get a newer grade in a four, and the four looks better than the five. But what is the reason for that, Derek? Is, for why? You know, 
graders unchecked can get too tight, too loose, and when you're in a hurry. And right now, the turnaround times have become so bad. Now, they're getting better, but they were at such a all-time backlog. Remember, PSA had shut its doors. They were a year out. Remember, we were, you know, sure. last year at the National, we were talking about when are you going to get your turnaround time back to six months? When you get the prices down to 30 bucks, 20 bucks, they're finally getting there. Right. When graders are in a hurry, they go fast. It's an assembly line. The quality goes down. Anybody can say what they want, but it's a fact. So as a grader, when I get a car, it doesn't, you can't necessarily go faster. It doesn't work that way. If you don't look at also, you get a card in your hand, and I should have a prop I don't right here, but you know, I could go grab one, but just picture this. You put the card in front of your face. You're already pretty much, excuse me, you're already between like two grades. I'm always between two grades. Seven, eight, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Eight, nine, nine, ten, right? You look at the you you look at it, you tilt it, you rotate it, you try and catch it in the light for hidden creases for any imperfections, okay? You're gonna black light it if it's a, a vintage car that you think you see something going on where somebody filled in a print dot or somebody added color to a corner. But then you're gonna rotate it on its edges and look at the edges, make sure they're all uniform, make sure the card's not trimmed. A grader gets paid good, a really good grader, they get paid for what they don't grade, for what they catch, which is card doctored, which has been trimmed or color added or erased borders to make it better centered. People don't see that stuff. Okay. But at the end of the day, you can't get caught up in, you know, penalizing people when they send in a great bunch of cards because there are people that know what they're doing. So they go out and they pick at card shows and they send in their best cards. So what you don't want to do as a grader, if they submit all nines and tens, God bless them. Go shake their hand. All right, so so, so let me play the devil's advocate then. Conversely, Mm. what, I mean, is there, is it more prevalent today where a, they'll get a grade back and not be happy with it and crack it open and resubmit it? Oh my God. (laughs) If you knew how many, if I knew, the only way we're going to know is when we go to heaven someday and we can look down and watch the video, okay? Because there's no other way. If you were there when everybody opened their packages and saw how many cards they actually cracked out and resubmit, that's the one thing that's great is the grading companies, you know, do make more money by getting resubmissions. I don't think any owner of a grading company is going to admit that, but it's an outstanding thought that you get to grade a card more than one time. Nobody's intentionally doing that. My point is the busier you get, the quicker graders go, and it's easy to undergrade. You don't get fired for undergrading. You get fired for overgrading. So picture putting tens on cards that have touched corners, okay? You're only going to get questioned by the head grader is if you're overgrading. Undergrading, you're looking at the card in the holder. So if one of my guys graded an invoice and I'm trying to get it out the door, you're you're proofing it. You're looking at it, quality control, right? So I'm looking at all the cards that were just graded in the holder now. If they're overgraded, you can see it immediately like that. So you lower it. To raise a card takes a lot because say I have a modern invoice and he nined everything. Well, how can I tell in the holder why he nined it if I can barely see a scratch in the hole? You know, why did he nine all these cards? Graders can go conserve too conservative. Okay. You know, usually you don't see an invoice that gets all tens or all nines. And 
my argument is, is graders should try and put the card in the highest holder. Don't penalize the card. Don't penalize the person. Try and focus on not just speed, but doing your best job. And it's, it's hard because, like I said, the grading companies are so busy, very difficult to find somebody. There's no school for card grading. So back in the day, no back in the day when, when you were grading, you had people working for you. How yes. many sets of eyes? So Rico, he grades a card, and he puts a grade on it. Ten. Now, does he pass it on in the old days? Pass it so, how, how, many, how many sets of eyes okay. looked at that one card? So we had Okay, that's fair. So we had several people typing in grades. When I say they type in grades, that means, you know, you know, Lee. Yeah. That I work course, with Lee. You see him at shows with me, right? Yeah. Okay. So Lee was a was a grader with me. He was a senior grader. I was the director of grading. If he graded something, I would proof it. If I graded something, he would proof it, or another grader would proof it. So two sets of eyes were always on every card. I don't care what. Card All right. It was. So what happened? But if nobody. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, so, so what happened if you disagree? I can grade an invoice. I can grade an invoice and type it in. Lee could grade an invoice and type it in. The the graders in training would write grades on the back of the card saver. Then we would go over those invoices and type those in. Okay. So we would see their cards raw. But once you become a senior grader, you're able to type in grades. So say we had guys that could do modern. We'd let them type in the modern cards because they were really good at modern. We'd let them type them in. But one somebody else would proof each other's work. So I we, couldn't prove my own work. But would you ever like if if you if you came out if you graded something a seven and Lee graded that same card he proved your work and graded it a six would you would you come up with a GPA an average or would you leave no. okay so I'm just no you can't have too much of an ego and believe it or not I really didn't you know like I could you know trump anybody as the senior grader I could say don't lower the you know, hey Derek we're going to lower this to an eight you put an eight five on it or a nine. Show me why. I could overroll them. Might have done that three times in my life. If if a the vast majority or two or three again, I'm not going to overrule them. I mean, they see it. It's, it's subjective. There's some things that you know. If I know a 19th century issue a little bit better, maybe you know I don't grade a 19th century card the same exact way as I would a modern card. You know, you're a little bit more lenient. It's, but no, I would go with the proofer had the ability to change any of my grades and you can't take it personal. You know, I mean, look, if it's, you're having a bad day, you know, people aren't great at their job every day, you know? So, and you can, but what graders do is right now, I feel like they streamline. They're under pressure to get as many cards out the door as possible. Anytime you do that, you're going to go more conservative. If you told me I had to go faster as a grader, 100% unequivocally, I am going to go faster and I am going to go more conservative. It's easier to nine everything than it is to 10 everything. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. So that's, mm. so that's why we're hearing that. And I'm thinking PSA is self-reflective on that. And I hope the other companies are too, is just be self-reflective and graders have to take it serious. Like, you know, there's people in this hobby, they're back in the hobby, they're enjoying it. I can assure you, we will lose them if they submit cards at 40, 50 bucks a card and they get destroyed on their grades and they don't enjoy buying boxes and opening packs and sending in cards and they can never get a nine or a 10 and they only get sevens and eights. But then when they're on a show floor, they see cards that look like theirs and they don't understand why they can't get them. We just want 
you know, people that love the hobby, I just want to see everybody, even my competitors, to be honest, at the other auction companies. I hope they get the highest grades possible for the for the card. You know, those yeah. are we want people to enjoy awesome. yeah. the hobby. We had chatting course. with you know we had chatting with Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. We're gonna take a quick break. Right. When we come back, we got a bunch of other stuff for our last segment to chat with. Well, with I got Derek. a question. Am I allowed to answer a question here? Get involved? Money, see? Two bucks. You know, two th bucks a question. This guy, <laughs> I think that's fair. Two bucks a question. You've heard this uh, saying from the scriptures the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And I agree with that. Hang in there, we'll be right back. The family owned and operated online auction, specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today.
Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become Another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. With so many fakes out there, it's hard to figure out if the sneakers you want are real. But when you buy eligible sneakers on eBay, you can be confident they're genuine because every pair goes through a meticulous authentication process. Introducing eBay Authenticity Guarantee. First, the sneakers you've purchased are inspected by a team of professional authenticators who carefully examine the shoes, including color, pattern, logos, and materials. Then they're measured and compared to the eBay listing to make sure they match. Even the laces, accessories, and box are checked. Once your sneakers are verified, they receive an authenticity tag, and every tag is NFC enabled so you can see the detailed specs. eBay authenticity guarantee. No fakes, no fraud, no doubt. eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs, and much more. Whether it's a gift for that special someone or you, you want to just add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip your cards <laughs> and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all of the time. That's eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. By the way, have you ever gone on eBay and bid for something? No, only like 30,000 times. Yeah, I, I, me too. I mean, I go you, on. You win? No, I never won. Never oh, won. I've won a lot of stuff in yeah, eBay. You know, you know why I don't win? Yeah, because you don't bid enough. I'm <laughs> Nervous. Hey, right, listen, before we get back to uh, Derek, why don't you tell us about our friends at Showpieces Sports? You know, you're overworking me again. Oh, Jesus. The Great American Collectible Show is very pleased to bring on a great new sponsor, Showpiece Sports. Without a doubt, Showpiece Sports has the best selection of signed baseballs, signed bats, game-used memorabilia, and signed jerseys in the hobby. How about one of the only single-signed Josh Gibson baseball on earth? Wow. Or signed baseballs by Ruth, Gehrig, Cobb, and Mathewson, just to name a few. You played and, with all of them. Well, that's... Uh, and they all come with letters of authenticity from companies like PSA slash DNA, then JSA and Beckett and NBC and CBS. And uh, <laughs> they also have a tremendous selection of single sign and team balls that are amazingly affordable. 
Tom recently purchased a Mel Ott signed baseball. I did. Yeah, as well as one signed by Jimmy Fox and Roger Hornsby. And we all know how cheap he is. <laughs> if you go on to showpiecesports.com, hey, you will be blown away or call 732-806-7314. That's Showpieces Sports offering the finest in sports memorabilia. Now I have a question for our, our special guest, Derek, who is... Uh, Drunk? No, he's think? not. Look at no, him, Jerry. You he's know, sober. No, he told me to stone, say that. He told me to say that. I got a, I got a question for you. It's very important for me yes, now. Sir. I just got yes. my social security check, <laughs> and I want to get into the collectibles business. What cards are hot? Because I, mean, I want to get something. Well, I can tell you that the modern market has gone through a bit of a correction, as we've predicted here. Roll the tape. We were the first. Okay. We, we were the we first. It. Yes, we did. And, you know, when things go up too fast, I don't care if it's houses, I don't care you know, real estate, anything, it's going to the stocks, anything. It's going to get a correct a correction. So I, you could make an argument that there's some modern cards that have come back to pre-pandemic pricing in tens, whether it's LeBron rookie cards or, you know, right now Steph Curry's really hot. So to try and buy his stuff wouldn't be advisable right now um but the blue chip stuff you know if i would have just bought over the last 20 years i think i've said this before gaudi roos between one and eight t206 ty cobbs between one and eight you know that blue chip stuff yeah it 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 always keeps going up and nothing shocks me now cards that we could have bought you know you know a t206 ty cobb and a three do you remember when they were under a thousand bucks? Do you remember when thirty-three Gaudi roots? Can I tell you something, and, Derek? You know, I, I have I have two greens. One green that I have, Cobb Green, is a three. You know what I paid for that card? When did you get it? Thirty. A long time ago. I paid five hundred dollars for that card. How long ago? Nineteen ninety-one, maybe. And now it's graded a three. Yeah. Oh, I had it graded a okay. three. Oh no, that's I'm great. I'm just saying. So now, I mean, that's that. I'm, yes. I'm basically, I'm the, supporting what you're saying. Yeah. No, I understand that, and I'm saying you could have done this up until five years ago, three years ago. The cards just keep going up because true collectors, in my opinion, and you can be a true collector of modern. I do respect that, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of speculators in the modern. And they drive it through the roof, and then and then they fall when it crashes. Hello, Jason Tatum. The, Hello, Jason Tatum. Making, right? They're not making any more T two hundred six Cobbs. They're not right. making any more. So right. a lot of people do look back at the vintage and say, "Wow, this is undervalued." So you've seen the uptick in vintage cards, and I am not seeing a slowdown in the prices on vintage cards. Okay, but you know something. So no, we've talked about this. Well, we I, talked about this last week, you right. and I. Yes. Some of these modern collectors, I think. Like the light is finally going on, and they're seeing what's happening, and maybe they're expanding to the vintage market themselves a little bit. I think bit. they, I think they would. I just don't know on speculation that they can get out of their heads the shiny shimmer refractors and the terminology. <laughs> and when they're buying just nines and tens, it might be hard for them when you're accustomed to looking at just cards that are perfect to go back and look at a card and accept it as a four. With a little crease yeah. or a little stain, or you have to appreciate it as a collector. But I'm, I'm sure a dealer's going to should be able to buy and sell anything. I mean, how could I limit myself if I opened a store or, or I became a dealer? 
why would I want to turn down? Yeah, I'd love to just do vintage, but I can't turn away from, we have lots of our vintage clients. A lot of my high-end clients still want to have a LeBron James, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady rookie card. Yeah. You know, they still want to have sure. a Jordan rookie card, oh, yeah. but they're not going to chase. I've advised them not to chase all these different one of ones, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you I know, mean, it's just, that whole manufactured rarity yeah. stuff, you know, manufactured I mean? rarity. I can't, you know, and I, I'm curious, you know, and I was, you know, what I was saying I about the grading earlier, look, it is not an easy job. Even when you do a perfect job as a grader, okay, you still get criticized because, those cards you grade, you're determining the value. Okay. So every, nobody acts like they're satisfied when they get their grades back. Right. They always want more tens. So a grader can't win. It's like an umpire or referee. The grader's not going to win. I'm just saying, I hope for industry sakes, we don't continue to go through a tight period and we can get grading fees down and let people grade the commons again so they can build the sets. Yeah. If at 40 bucks a card, you can't be grading. You know, common cards like Rico Petroselli in nineteen seventy five. No, you're right. That's a good point. Well, That's... you got anything from like a hundred dollars to two fifty in those uh, cards? Two hundred fifty dollars. You know, I mean, my you know, social where you'd have to buy. I just got my so he, where you'd have LK. That wasn't a bad question. No? That wasn't a bad question. So I'm gonna go outside my comfort zone here because I always say Gaudi, Roost, Cobbs. I always say that stuff. But let's argue that. The 70s had some great players. Mike Schmidt, okay? Yeah, yeah. He's got second and third and fourth year cards. George Brett, incredible player. Brett. He's got cards, second and third year cards. There's there's a lot of great, you know, players <coughs> from the 70s. And there's probably still some undervalued rookies. You know, Ricky Henderson was one of the greatest players of all time. Other than his rookie card in a PSA 10, which is six figures, start going after some of those second years and third years. They're mm. going to be something at some point. Sick. I do believe that. Um, but because you can't, not everybody can afford Cobbs and right. Bruce yeah. oh, and Christine yeah, Matthews and Lou Gehrig. Hey, Derek, we got about two minutes left. Who's going to win? Wow, where the time go? I know. It's unbelievable. No, when you're having fun. Real huh? quickly, who's going to win the card wars? What manufacturer is going to win the card wars? Who's, who's going to, when all the dust clears, who's it going to be? Is it going to be? Well, I mean, Fanatics, Fanatics Panini. Just, Who's it going to be? You know, but Fanatics is is getting the license. Okay. I I feel like Fanatics is, you know, futuristic. I think they listen to their customers. I think they're going to do a great job. Um, I I just believe that. I think they're going to have a lower, you know, a high-end product, a low-end. They're going to cover the bases. I I just have to have my belief that they know what they're doing and they're going to do a good a good job. You know, and there's not really card wars because there's only one major league baseball license to my to my knowledge and and that's what Tops had and now Fanatics bought Tops. So they get all those brands, which is cool. All so right. they can bring back some of the Tops brands. Go ahead. 30 seconds, one last question and this is very important. Pokemon. Hey, wait, one second. Am I on the stage at the National with you guys? Yeah, of course you are. We're going to get you on. Yeah. I don't know oh, for okay, how yeah. long, but yeah, you're on. Real quickly, Pokemon, uh, Pokemon cards. Make sure you. Uh, I don't know anything about them. Well, I know, but you're going to learn because Chrissy has sent you an email, and you need to direct her. Very important that you direct her. Oh, I will to the comic department. Exactly. Who does? Who has the Pokemon specialist? All right, we love you, about. brother. She Listen, wants a Pokemon. No, we'll talk later. Love you, and uh, right, as I'm, always, I'm going to go work on my tan so I don't look like the Walking <laughs> Dead. I'm going to go take care, or get somebody for makeup. You take know, care. So. Hey, all right, guys. Night.
Derek Grady, Thanks, we love Derek. you guys. Great. And to our viewers and great listeners, job, we man. are Thanks, guys. We're out of time. Fun. We See love you guys. See you at the National. The National. And with that being said, Yay. happy collecting. See you guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.